Welcome to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. Joel's guest today is health advocate and former supermodel, Kim Alexis. And now, here's Joel Osteen. Hey, I'm very honored to have a great guest today, Miss Kim Alexis. I'm sure you've seen her on hundreds of magazines, covers, and just all over, Kim. It's great to have you today. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Haven't seen you in a while. I know, but it's good to see you. You're so beautiful. And we just, um, take me back, Kim, you know, growing up, did you ever dream you'd be a supermodel? Or <laughs> No, I was a tomboy. So I was swimming five and a half hours a day in high school. Uh, started when I was six swimming. So I just was very into studying and I played the clarinet and I was kind of a nerd. I would bring home extra homework. Um, loved swimming and didn't really even study magazines. I know a lot of these young girls now, they talk about, oh, I'm studying your face for magazines and I want my makeup like yours. And I'm like, oh, I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> How did it lead into modeling and all that? Well, I was in my senior year in high school and I was 17. I was graduating early, uh, but in the fall of my senior year, I was taking college courses. I was trying to be prepared. I wanted to be a pharmacist, so I was enrolled early in the fall of my senior year at the University of Rhode Island in their pharmacy program and on their swim team. And so then I thought, well, I've got all this extra time. I might as well just see if I can make a little extra money so I don't have to ask my dad all the time. I wanted to be in independent. Yeah. And so in Buffalo, where I grew up, they had a modeling school and a modeling agency. So to be in the agency, you had to go through their school, which back in 1978 was like a charm school, how to walk, how to sit down, how to conduct, blah, blah, blah. It was just very much uh, very girly. And so I would come with wet hair and show up and <laughs> I didn't have photos. I didn't have these big bags filled with all these possibilities of lingerie or whatever it was you needed underneath things. I had no idea. I was kind of just there to see how I could make extra money. I was very practical. So one night I got kicked. Uh, I thought I was getting kicked out of the school. Um, the agency owner asked me, she says, please step into my office. I'm like, uh-oh, because I knew I didn't belong there. Yeah. And so I, instead of being kicked out, there was a talent scout there and he says, can I take your pictures and send them to New York? I'm like, no, I'm going to be a pharmacist. And so oh, he's wow. kept on me and he's like, I really want to take your pictures. And I'm like, oh, fine, go ahead, take your pictures. So he took photos. Um, it got the interest of John Casablancas, who was at Elite Model Management in New York City. And it was the one of the two big agencies with Ford. Um, so he ended up coming to Buffalo and having a Discover a Model Day. So all those girls that had been in my class that I'd felt intimidated with, all of a sudden see that I'm sitting up with the big guy and I've got a contract and they're sitting out in the cold. And so... When sometimes you think that you're not in the right place at the right time, sometimes God shows up and does a whole big turnaround and ships you off and says, you didn't plan on this, but I'm going to put you here and see what happens. That's amazing. That's amazing. You saw it taken off there. Did you? Was it exciting or was it like, oh, I don't really want to do this? Or what was it like? The first couple of years was me just keeping my mouth shut, learning. I didn't know how to put makeup on. I didn't know how to do my hair. So I would learn from the best of the best. And I actually started with the best photographers, hair and makeup people that you could have. My first job was with Italian Bazaar 
and actually got the cover of the magazine within my first four days of working. So I think God knew that I had to get up there and get working right away, or I would have just gone right back to pharmacy school. I'd be counting pills right now. (laughs) Do you think you miss, do you miss pharmacy school at all? No, I would have gone into a a natural, more natural approach, which is what really is my passion now. So I've written a bunch of eBooks and things on different health and naturally healing yourself and and just trying to prevent problems from happening instead of waiting till they do. Yeah, I would, let's talk about that because we can come back to the other. But yeah, I was reading about that in your <laughs> bio. So you're an expert on it. Tell me something more about what should we be doing? That's way too general. So <laughs> uh, mainly one of the basic main things is to start reading your labels, whether it's cleaning products, your the things in your shower, Uh, what you do your laundry with, everything that touches our skin, we absorb. And so there's toxins in a lot of the products that we don't even think about. So many products, when they're trying to sell you, talk about what the product does for you. I look at what the product does to you. Wow. So there are different things in products that can be harmful, hormone disruptors, just not good toxins. And the more toxins we have, the more sluggish we feel. And so I'm a firm believer in getting rid of them and staying as healthy and natural as possible. Yeah. And what, have you written some books that we can read? Or like you said, where where can we get some more of this information? So I've been doing tips and um, there's just, it's vast, a vast subject of tips, but um, that would be on my social media So um, it's going to be an ongoing process because there's so many things to discuss in so many areas. So I love the idea of the whole body. So it's mind, body, spirit, emotion. Um, You're from working out to how you think inside those thoughts that we have of ourselves and and others. So taking every thought captive, all those things are important. You don't want to be toxic in our in our thoughts either. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, Kim, because it does all work together because we see people that, man, you know, I like to work out and all that, and that's great, but you know, it's physical, spiritual, it's emotional. It's there's, I think you have to be healthy in all the sides. And so I love that, that that's, you know, that you are, because we would think seeing you being a former supermodel that, you know, it'd be just all about the, you know, one side, but I love that you see it all. (laughs) And I think if you don't work on the inside, whether it's, it's your spiritual life and your thought process, all that comes out into who you are, your demeanor and your character and how you look at life. You see certain people that just have this sour closed up look and they're just miserable and not happy and affecting others and need some healing. And then others that are just uh, bright and shiny and um, just scrubbed clean by the Holy spirit and I think that's just, <laughs> to me, I try and do that every day. So you got discovered early, 17 years old, I think. And But how was the modeling lifestyle? How did you handle all that? I mean, that had to be a lot of pressure. I read where you're on 500 magazine covers and you set records and all that stuff. But how did you deal with all that? It wasn't that I saw the pressure so much. To me, it was performance. So when I grew up, my value system was based on performance, good grades, fast swimming times, being a good person for my parents so they didn't have to worry about me. And as I got older, I transitioned that into modeling. I didn't want to be a bad girl, but it was tough in a business where it was, I don't almost celebrated to be different or unique, or it was okay to be rebellious. And 
So I really had to learn healthy boundaries and healthy parameters of what made me happy, what made me healthy and learn to be sensitive to, okay, this is bothering me and really have this talk in my mind. What's the problem? How do I fix it? Do I avoid certain situations? And so a lot of modeling is healthy boundaries. It's what you're willing to do. Um, you, I'd be in front of a camera and I'd be booked for uh, fur coats or something. And all of a sudden they decide they wanted a nude photo. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not taking off my clothes. So being put in situations that you weren't prepared for, you don't realize when you're young, there's certain things that yeah. we're all going to go through. So how do you love yourself enough to be able to set certain boundaries of what makes you comfortable and what you just won't tolerate? And I think there's young girls out there who feel they have to do anything that there is in order to get noticed or become a model or become an actress. And I'm here to tell you, no, you need to set healthy boundaries, respect yourself and stay in your lane. And if it's not meant to be that you're supposed to be in this business, you'll find something else, but at least you'll go to bed at night. And when you have kids, I have three sons to be able to say to them, Hey, you don't have to worry. That's beautiful. Kim Alexis is my guest today. That's, that's a lot of wisdom from a, you know, I don't know how you learned that. So early. well, I guess you did. God helped you and your parents and all, but that, that was very wise back then. Well, there were a lot of trial and errors and there were an awful lot of tears uh, because I didn't understand the business. I didn't understand a lot of the people in the business. And I was a people pleaser. Part of being a model, I think, is because you want to please. You want to give the photographer the look or the shot or whatever it is that they need. So I'm very much a people pleaser. But when is that too much? And when do you say no? I really had to learn, okay, why do I have this sick feeling in my stomach? And to me, I learned that was control and manipulation and different things like, why am I feeling uneasy here? And what do I do about it? So I was constantly having these checks and balances in myself because I really wanted God's peace. I didn't want to be miserable. I didn't want to be worrying about actions that I did years or days before. Yeah. And Kim, did you grow up in a household of faith? I grew up with a mom who took us to church. We went to a Presbyterian church and I was an, actually an elder of my church at 17. Wow. And they wanted a young perspective. So, but I wasn't saved until I was born again until I was 30. Wow. So, um, yeah, my dad was a chemical engineer. So he thought because God can't be proved with science, he wasn't going to believe, but yeah. Yeah, my mom took us to church. Are your parents still around today? Yes, they are. Nice. And how did you, How did, what happened at 30 years old when you got born again? What happened? I was uh, hiring a new nanny and I put an ad in the paper. I was living in Florida and I was traveling every week to New York City. So I'd go back and forth. I had two young children and I put an ad in the paper and a young girl answered the ad and she said, God told me I'm supposed to work for you. My bags are packed and they're in the car. And I thought, God doesn't speak to people. He just spoke and wrote the Bible and that was it. I had no idea yeah. that God still spoke to people. So I thought, okay, well, I'm not messing with that. So I hired her and she and I were in New York City and walking around quite a bit. And she started taking me to Times Square Church with David Wilkerson. Yeah. And But 
I realized that she had something that I didn't have. And it was just this love for human beings and this peace about her. And she would play Christian music in my apartment. And I'm like, hey, this is my apartment. And that music's driving me crazy. Why? So again, asking questions. Why is that bothering me? I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I'm not a sinner. And so finally, I just said, whatever it is you have, I have to have it. And so she led me through the Lord's Prayer. And Things didn't change overnight, but slowly I just spent more and more time listening to who he was and what he wanted. And I've grown since then. It's been over 30 years. Wow. It's amazing how God brings the right people into our life at the right time and just he's guiding and ordering our steps. But Kim, how did you transition from the modeling career where it is so based on, you know, how you look and all? Now you're different stage of life. Some people can't handle not, you know, the transitions, but how'd you do that? You don't have much choice. <laughs> there's, not okay. a lot of, there's not as much. Uh, I don't even have a modeling agency now. So um, I just decided that I should try other things. Okay. And my parents raised me that I could try anything I put my mind to. And so I've had this healthy attitude of, I don't know, I'll give it a shot. And spent time learning and, and training and doing speaking and then going, doing broadcasting and deciding to write books. And so now I'm writing my own little podcasts and healthy tips, well, not podcasts yet, but healthy tips and um, different things to help other people. So I found that if you could put one word on what I'm here for, it's encouragement. I love that. I feel like I'm, that's part of my, my gifting too. I love that. And, and Kim, what about, um, you were speaking to, to young girls a while ago. That was really powerful. Maybe some people are listening and they're trying to figure out, you know, their course in life. They don't know. I think a lot of it is, you know, in our Instagram, you know, day that we're living there. There's so much pressure these days. I, I didn't grow up like that, but maybe you can no. speak to some of that. Well, number one, I don't like looking at other social media because I see things in others and I don't want to be envious and I don't want to covet other people. Yeah. So I have to stay in my own lane and I have to do what makes me comfortable and feel at peace. And so every time a new decision comes up, I ask him, what do you want me to do? And it's the answer that gives me peace that I feel the most peaceful about is God's answer. So there are going to be many, many instances as we're growing and learning and making mistakes. Um, and I can just tell you, just start feeling that inner feeling of, okay, checks and balances. Kim said mm -hmm. to kind of tune in. Does this make me happy? Is this somewhere I'm supposed to go? Do I feel like, uh? so you really have to pay attention to that. And I think that's just the best guide. Um, but to not, to realize you can be put in bad situations but you can make the right choice. And a lot of times it's just walking away. Yeah, that's so great. Uh, Kim Alexis is my guest. I love that, Kim, because it, it sounds to me like I, I don't know you well, but I, I feel like you, you're in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying. I think a lot of times people think, you know, what is that feeling? That's just me. But I believe that's God talking to us. Like you said, you know what? Why am I uneasy here? You know what? Maybe you're not supposed to be here. I don't, or maybe I shouldn't take this contract or hang around with this friend. But I believe if we listen more, that God's talking to us, that that He can keep us from harm and He can take us down the best path. Yes. Yeah. We just really have to be paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the key. And then Kim, what about when? Um, what were some struggles you had to deal with? You know, 
in in all those years of modeling, you know, I think we see the success, but maybe I kind of like to say, but yeah, but it wasn't always easy. No, it was not easy. So I struggled all the time with body image. So that first day that John Casablancas came to Buffalo, he said to me seven words that still stick with me. You need to lose 15 pounds. Mm. Now I'm swimming five and a half hours a day. I was number one in New York state in the butterfly. So I was just filled with muscle and health and vitality. And how do you diet and lose 15 pounds of muscle and still have that gleam and glint in your eyes of feeling healthy and, and feeling good about yourself? So there's this healthy balance for me now, especially that I'm post, you know, I'm menopausal. So you're past the age of, of, um, whatever. I don't know. I'm not past the age. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just in a different part of my life and, and hormones are adjusting and moving and hormones do things to you. You don't want them to do. So how do you live with that gracefully? And how do you stay your best self? And what is your best self? And when do you give up gracefully? Or when do you keep trying to do certain things? So for me, it's that daily battle of, am I good enough? And that's that message and modeling that is resonating all the time is you're not good enough. Uh, designers want you to feel that way. So they buy your clothes. So you you're in their lane and doing it, looking the way they want you to. And so this message of not good enough is something that probably resonates with a lot of people, yeah. mainly women that we're not doing enough, that we should be doing something different, that the way we are, isn't acceptable. And it's a, a dangerous, slippery slope. Now, Also, there's others that just totally say, honey, this is just the way I am and I don't need to change for anybody. And in some instances, you might need to work on certain things. Maybe it's your health, maybe it's good starting a fitness program or whatever. So we all have different areas that we're good at and others that we're not. So just check in. I love that, Kim. That's great advice. And and I think that's true, Kim, because I hear that as a pastor sometimes, or I, I feel that. You know, people thinking, well, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not, you know, I don't make good enough decisions. It's always that. But I don't, I don't believe God created us to be lacking in a, a lot of it's in our own mentality that I like to remind people we're made in the image of God. He, he calls us a masterpiece. I do think that the, the comparison and I'm not as tall, smart as my brother or not as talented as my neighbor, I think that's where it kind of pulls us down. And so I love that where you just, you know, you have to tell yourself, I'm enough the way God made me. Not that, like you said, we we all have to change. We should be growing and working on attitudes and staying healthy. But I think there's a there's something that that the enemy tries to put in us that you know we, we're not as beautiful as Kim. You're not as smart as this one. You're not as this. One. But you know what? You're you're made in the image of God, and you have what you need to fulfill your destiny. Yes, and everyone's got gems and treasures inside of them. Yes. And it's matter of finding them. And we all can contribute to society. We're all necessary and needed. And yeah. he loves each one of us. He doesn't make junk, yeah. as you know. I love that. Kim, tell me about your routine, maybe just staying healthy from this point. Do you do you get up, do you, you exercise a lot? I know you've you played a lot of sports and swimming and all that. You still exercise or maybe any tips you can give us there? Yeah. So I went um, from swimming when I went to New York City, I decided I started wanted to start running. So I ran eight marathons and I did it to prove that I was an athlete versus a super skinny model because yeah. I was never super skinny. Yeah. And so although I look back at my pictures now and I'm like, why didn't I enjoy that? I was thin. <laughs> yeah. You know, so 
So I ran eight marathons and I loved running. I would go out, run. I'd eat a piece of chocolate cake and then go out for a 10 mile run because I'd burn it off. I can't do that anymore. Now my knees messed up. So I just got the, the sentence of you can no longer run. So now for me, it's biking and gentler, lower impact exercises. And I always thought I'd be running until I was 80. I wanted to be just fit and active and out there. So I just have to change my routine. But to me, getting out and doing something every day, if possible, is um, beneficial to me as a person. I just feel better. I I feel like I stand better. I present myself better. Um, I love lifting weights. I go to the gym and I'm on the bench press with all the guys and the dumbbells. And I don't go over to the machines where the girls are, but I love all the the dumbbells and hanging out with the guys. So um, I love that. I, I love that too. I still love to lift weights. I still love, I don't run as much as w- either as I used to, but uh, I ride my bike a lot and play some tennis, but it makes me, you know, it makes me feel better. It, I think we were created to release those endorphins and I believe I'm better on Sundays in the pulpit if I'll take care of myself during the week and, you know, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And so yes. I don't know. And I think that's where, you know, it seems like you've excelled in that. And, and then I know we already touched on this, but you, you eat really healthy. Any, any tips there or what, what do you, how do you, how do you handle that? I try not to eat things that are pre-made. Yeah. I try to do everything myself. Um, I'm a big instant pot girl. I love my instant pot, whether it's making my own yogurt, um, my dinner that I just throw a bunch of vegetables in and sometimes protein. Um, so I, I like to prepare because I get so hungry by the end of the night that I don't want to just pick the wrong thing. Although if you look in my pantry, there's not a lot to cheat with. So, um, main, mainly chocolate chips would probably be the only thing that I have in there. Cause I, I used to say that I would run marathons for chocolate chip cookies. So I just <laughs> love chocolate chip cookies. You're like, you don't, you're not guilty. If you've run a marathon, what's somebody going to say? No, you can't have those. <laughs> Anyway, so keeping keeping healthy things in your pantry and being prepared, because if you're prepared with the right healthy foods, then you're not going to grab the wrong thing. So a lot of times I buy the big, huge package of the pre-mixed spring greens, like the salads, and I throw that in a big bowl, like a big mixing bowl, and I add some type of protein to it. I love ground turkey, and I put pesto in that and a bunch of vegetables and throw that on top of my salad. And that's what I eat for dinner. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Have things lined up that are healthy. Yeah, that's great advice. Kim Alexis is my guest, y'all. Hey, Kim, what about raising your sons? How's, how's that been? <laughs> They're all grown and out of the house. They don't need me anymore, but that's a good thing. I guess a mother wants her kids to be self-sufficient and yeah. on their own. So They're doing well. Yes. My oldest is 36. Wow. So. so this next season in life, what's what's what are you going to be doing this next season? Anything anything planned? I have a lot planned. I've just redesigned my website and I have a PR agency that I'm working with. And so I want to get out more of a message of healthy, um, being able to support the fan base that I do have. Um, I'm going to write more books. I'm going to go back on the speaking circuit. Nice. I would love to have my own podcast and television shows. So um matter of how and how you start and how you 
gather things and what's the most important. Well, Kim, you have so much, you have so much wisdom, you know, you have a lot of wisdom and it's, in, it's important for people to hear for some, from somebody that's done what you've done, what you've created and what you've been. And I like your, your wisdom, you know, again, listen to the Holy Spirit and just uh, making decisions that honor him. But I, I love all that, Kim. I ask him all the time for his wisdom. He says to ask, so I ask him all the time. What was something you would tell the the younger Kim if you could go back and tell that 17-year-old girl now that you're a little bit older, you know, any any advice you would give her that you wish somebody would have given you? Probably to enjoy myself at the moment. Yeah. I was always looking forward. Um, I guess I'm a big preparer, so I was always looking forward um and didn't enjoy a lot. I really had my head down when you talked about the pressures of of being um, in the public eye, I didn't because I would go to work and sometimes do three covers a day from nine to one, one to five and five to nine at night. So I was just kind of living in the moment. And it wasn't like you looked at a picture and said, oh, wow, I'm, you know, that's great. I kind of looked at it and said, hmm, wonder why they chose that or this guy could change or just kind of just feedback with my own self. So it wasn't like I sat back and said, honey, I made it and I'm good. I was always just looking to work, work, work and, and, um, keep trying to be better. So sometimes I didn't enjoy the moments I had maybe, and I did spend a lot of time with my kids and I think they would tell you that, that that was fine, but maybe you look back and you, I just hold little babies now and I'm like, Oh, I miss that age. I know. It's what we all, do. It's all parents do. I know that's great advice though. Cause I think we can all hurry through life or be busy through life or not enjoy it. I, I always I, I talk a lot of times about, I believe these are the good old days, meaning 20 years from now, we'll look back and find some great things that happen now and to, to not miss it. Because Victoria and I are the same way, you know, we, we think we used to travel a lot with my dad and we couldn't wait to get back home. And then, you know, we look back now and we think, wow, those were, those was fun, fun times, but we were always looking for that next thing. But I think that's so yeah. important. Last thing, Kim, do, do me a favor. So, you know, people have come through COVID, you know, everybody deals with life and challenges and, you know, in their finances, their health, relationships. I know people are listening now. And again, we've touched on it, but, you know, you've had great success. God's blessed you. You've handled it well. Maybe somebody's, you know, not knowing if they can go on or what's the next step for them. Maybe they need a little bit of encouragement that you could talk to them about just to, you know, to keep moving forward. Well, one, uh, two scriptures come to mind. One is seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you seek him first, everything else will come to you. And the other is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And if you really dissect that saying, I mean, it's just, that's a great promise to have. And so it's a way I try to live because he's just got it all. Yeah. He's just got all the answers. And I don't, I never thought I'd be here. I, it, you just look back on your life and you're like, wow, hmm, I never just, you don't understand certain things, but yeah. I just hope that he's got a bright future for everyone who's listening and that they tune into what the Holy Spirit has to say and realize that my path is not their path yeah. and they've got their own ways to contribute to society. And so I look forward to hearing other people's success stories. 
Yeah, I love that. Kim, where can, again, where can people contact your your work, your all, all the things you do? The website's just been redesigned, so it's kimalexis.com, and then that shows the different social media. That's beautiful. Kim, thank you so much for your time. We, we love you, appreciate what you're doing, and great to get to see you today. Thank you. Say hi to your wife. <laughs> I will. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. You can listen on demand anytime with the SXM app or at SiriusXM.com. To find out more, call 855-585-JOEL. That's 855-585-JOEL.